In the Catholic Church, the celebration of Christmas extends through the baptism of the Lord, uh, which will be celebrated tomorrow here. It itself is a feast connected to today's celebration of Epiphany. Uh, We might mistakenly think that Epiphany just happens to be the time. We've got the story of the three wise men, so we might as well have a feast to commemorate their long trek. Uh, There's a touch of exoticism to the thing, perhaps even multiculturalism. And certainly we have multiple reminders in the liturgy that today marks the revelation of the mystery of the inclusion of the Gentiles. So the Magi were not Jews. They came from lands afar to worship the king of the Jews. And so this marks the fulfillment of prophecy that the kings of the Gentiles will be attached to the people of Israel. St. Paul speaks about this in the second reading, that the Gentiles are of one body with Israel. This is all good and true, and yet church tradition sees so many more things in this feast and an even more profound truth in the Epiphany, and it is a truth that's indicated by its very name. Epiphany means a shining forth. In the Eastern churches, this feast day is often called Theophany, God shining forth. To illustrate why this is important to celebrate, in addition to the Nativity, I'd like to uh, ask you to imagine that you're expecting someone that you know is going to make a gift of a million dollars to you at some point in the future, but you're not sure when. And then the person goes ahead and deposits the money in your bank account, but doesn't tell you. So you wouldn't know. You would be a millionaire, but it wouldn't do you any good exactly, except in hope. You, you know this is going to happen at some point. But what you don't know is that it's already happened. Now, uh, at some point, some lawyer or banker is going to say, hey, by the way, you've got a million dollars. You need to pay taxes on it or something like that. It'll, somehow it'll come up, right? And at this point, you would know, I'm a millionaire. Now I have this money, I can actually live like a millionaire and do the things that I need to do or want to do with this money that I couldn't have done before because I didn't know it was mine. So at the Incarnation, the Divine Logos, by becoming man and consenting to our mortal state, really and truly redeemed us. But we can participate in this redemption. We can change and grow in our knowledge of what this means because it has been revealed to us that Christ's divine nature is present in this human form. Before this, again, even after the incarnation, if we didn't know about it, but even before that, we could believe that God is everywhere. We can trust God and hope in God, uh, just as we could hope for that million dollars at some point. But it's in the epiphany that we have the revelation of what it means that God has entered into our world. We see directly what God is doing in a way that is somewhat nebulous if we don't have the incarnation, if we don't see where to look. And much of what our Lord does to show us what God is doing is what any person does. He's born, he learns to walk and to talk under the guidance of his parents, He learns a trade, makes friends, eats, sleeps, cleans up, reads, works, recreates, all those sorts of things. But it is God doing those things now. And this in turn means that all of these human activities become means of sanctification and union with God.
This shining forth of God's presence extends particularly into the liturgy, that we can now observe all aspects of the liturgy and see God mysteriously at work. So using architecture, iconography, song, poetry, vesture, ritualized movements and gestures, bells, incense, wood, marble, silk, wax, oil, water, wine, and bread. These all have been imbued with spiritual meaning and depth. They're worthy of our contemplation and attention because of the Incarnation. It is the mystery of the Epiphany that unlocks these depths for us, invites us to use our senses to mount heavenward upon material scaffolding, as it were. The third traditional mystery of today's solemnity, so traditionally there were three mysteries celebrated today, uh, the visit of the Magi, the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan, and then the changing of water into wine at Cana uh, was also celebrated. And what we see in this is that within this water, this very uh, normal sort of stuff, all along there was this potency to become wine. But until our Lord responded to Mary's plea, we couldn't see it. We wouldn't have thought that this water could contain this wine. And now, again, what this means is all of our mundane realities, uh, all of the formerly pallid and mundane circumstances of the world, can suddenly leap to life, like an old black-and-white film being colorized. We should end by noting that anyone could have followed the star to Bethlehem, in other words, this appearance and shining forth uh, was not yet quite like the second coming, where our Lord says it's going to be like lightning flashing across the sky and you can't miss it. Uh, it's possible to miss these signs that God is giving us now. And this is why it's important to celebrate the Epiphany, to remind ourselves to pay attention and to remind ourselves where to look. The Magi, it is often said, were probably uh, the ancient equivalent of astronomers. These were men tasked with mapping the heavens, predicting the movement of the planets, the sun and the moon, and uh, also important, noting disturbances like comets. These signs were understood by many in the ancient world to be communication from the divine realm. And so the Magi were already watching for God to say something. They were seeking a sign in communication. And when they received it, they responded by reverent worship and pilgrimage. So I ask, how much time do we spend watching for God and listening for his instructions? Is it possible that my distractions have caused me to miss the star? Or perhaps my own attachments have kept me from setting off to see where it leads? That we have gathered here today suggests that we are all trying to be attentive and may God then send forth his light and truth into our hearts on this feast day, that our awareness of his love and salvation may really change our lives.